from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. This is The Ramsey Show. It's where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague George Camel with a K. And we are here for you this hour to take your questions. 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. It's been a great week. Uh, boy, we've had some fun highlights on the show. Uh, I'm thinking of, uh, we took a call from a lady whose boyfriend wanted her to sell her car. That was a wild one, Ken. And buy a truck. Sell his car, sell her car, so he could get a truck. Yeah, I like what he's doing there. That one angered um, me. And then we talked about grocery prices, um, how they're going up, and then how you can react to that the right way. Now it's the eggs, Ken. Oh, yeah, it's always something new every week. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? That's got a real benefit, a real health benefit, silver lining there on the eggs. A lot of cholesterol for you? Well, not for me, but just eggs in general aren't the big healthy thing that you think they are. Oh. You remember the slogan we were growing up, milk does a body good? Turns out it doesn't. You know? James looks like he wants to say something. My wife saw something funny online this week that said, back when I was growing up, eggs and toilet paper were so abundant that we used to throw them at our enemies. <laughs> that's good that's a great point I love that yeah so TP, TP like the that. tree egg yeah. the house can't yeah. afford to do that in today's well, society tell you what you're throwing money away now and you egg your teacher's house you Ken, know? this was an interesting call we took a woman whose dad wanted her to get the prenup yeah. to protect the family business that was an interesting one yeah and then a really fun segment about the five things you need to know before filing your taxes boy that's just a ball of joy if anyone can make it fun it's, it's me ken we did and you, it. i and think we did. accomplished it you did so, so hey you can check all those out yeah check them out the uh week's podcast episodes on your favorite podcasting platform or on youtube or the ramsey network app so let's get to today i mean that's what's happened so far i just have a feeling today is going to be really good george we just don't know let's see carly starts us off in little rock arkansas carly how can we help I'm good. How are you? Well, I am living the dream, and 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 I think George is as well. Great. Um, I am wondering if I should quit my job and look for something new. Okay. And uh, you're leaning towards an answer. Before we ever get into your question, what are you leaning towards? Well, I mean, I've been leaning towards quitting for right. a couple months. My mom tells me that I shouldn't because... I get, like, they pay for my tuition for school. I'm in school full-time. I work full-time. And it's probably one of the better-paying jobs that I could get in my city. Okay, so now you've explained why mom doesn't want you to quit the job. You just laid out mom's case. What's your reason for wanting to quit? The work environment is not, like, it's very toxic. There's a lot of drama. Explain what is toxic. Give me something specific. I need a couple things. Oh, you broke up on us, Carly. Speak directly into the phone. Um, our managers are, they're not really managers. Like, they don't care about what goes on in the office. They don't, they're never present. Whenever somebody brings up an issue, it's never solved. So when you say they're never present, what what kind they're of never, workplace is this? Um, it's a telecommunications company. Okay, and what's happening on the floor or in the the workspace? What what what's happening? Um, so, um, I'm trying to think of how to explain it. Um, so we have like employees that think they're above everybody else, mm-hmm. and management won't fix that or like put a stop to it. Okay, 
And um, are these employees doing something that is harming you emotionally, mentally, or are they doing something that is keeping you from doing your job? Keeping me from doing my job. And how are they doing that? Um, like I'm having to do other people's work, like, which I don't mind. Like I, I love to work, so I don't no, mind. No, doing no, 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 no. You do mind. And so do I, and you should mind. You're putting a really positive spin on it. But if George comes to me and says, Hey, Ken, I need you to write the first half of my book. I'm going to go, George. Okay. I don't mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> like, Ken, you love to work. I'm going to go pound sand, go write your own book. Come on, Carly, you do mind it. And let me ask you a question. Who says you have to do their work? Them? Yeah. Well, wait a second. Is uh, is your leader, their leader, telling you you have to do their work too? You broke up, Austin. You broke up. Come on, Carly, stay with us. Uh, No, no, my leader, my boss is not telling me to do it. Okay, so here's my point. I'm not in any way diminishing the fact that you're working in a difficult environment. But I don't want you to just quit the best-paying job in the area, if that's in fact true, unless we have something better to go to. We don't. I don't want you leaving something. I want you moving towards something. There's a big difference. We, right. we, we, we quit when we are quitting to something better out there. The only the only exception to that is when it's a very dangerous environment and it has to happen today. This is not that. Agreed? Agreed. So I'm okay with you quitting if I'm quitting to something. I am I am I have a clear why. Okay? And you don't have a clear why here. It is difficult and I am and I'm sorry that you've got poor leadership above you, that they are allowing this environment. I call it bad bossery on the Ken Coleman show, and it's just a disaster, and I'm sorry. But you can handle this. And it starts with you putting some boundaries up with your coworkers by just going, no. No. I'm not going to do your job, and I don't care if you talk bad about me behind my back. George? What would happen, Carly, if you if you set those boundaries with them? What would the response be? What would the backlash be? Honestly, I have no idea because I've never done that. I'm 19, so I'm like trying to hold on to this job because I have. So you think you'd get fired if you said, "Hey, I'm not going to do your work for you"? Well, like I said, like the, it's crazy. Like it, it's so hard to explain how they do things here. Okay, so like can work- you replace your income going somewhere else? Not at the moment because I don't have a degree. How much school do you have left? You said they're paying for school. Um, I should graduate in December of 2024. Okay, so we've got uh, basically another two years. Right. And you're saying, I can't stick with this for two years, which means we got to go find another job that can pay as well, if not more, because now we have to cover school, right? If they're not going to cover right. that anymore. And I, so we've got I, some homework. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, I Carly, I'm the first person to tell someone to leave if they're in a truly toxic environment. But I tell them the same thing I'm telling you. Go find something that we have to leave to, then we eject. You don't have that. And by the way, there's probably going to be more problems at the new job. And so it's not all going to magically go away at your next employer. All right, Allie, I'm going to sum this up. Excuse me, Carly. Uh, Callie's on hold. But Carly, you're with us. Listen, here's the theme. I'm going to do what I have to do so that later I can do what I want to do. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm going to do what I have to do. 
so that later I can do what I want to do. Get your head down. Stop trying to people please everybody. It doesn't matter if you're 19 or 49. Don't do someone else's job for them. Don't let anybody bully you into doing their work. Tell them to go pound sand. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. He is George Campbell. We are here for you. We're talking about your life, specifically your money questions. How about your work questions? Well, those are tied in together. And then what about your relationship questions? Well, those are also all tied into this show about you winning in those areas of your life. They all affect each other. If your work life is on fire, I can promise you your home life could be on fire and could be affecting your finances. So George and I are here to take your questions on those topics. The phone number is 888-825-5225-888-825-5225. Let's go to Tucson, Arizona. Allie is there. Allie, how can we help? Wow. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Well, it's good to um, hear you. What's going on? So I just have a question about, in our personal situation, um, what you guys think about doing baby step 3B, step 4, a little bit scaled back with 10% um, investing in our 401k, and step 5 all simultaneously. Well, um, 3B and 4, I don't mind you combining, and it's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure at that point, depending on how much of a rush you are to get into a house. For those of you that are listening, you're going, what the heck are they talking about? Baby Step 3B is saving up for a down payment on a house. Baby Step 4, investing 15%. And so some people, they go, all right, in a year or two, we're going to save up this down payment, and we're going to pause all investing. Some people say, hey, I'm going to get up to the match with my employer on the investing side, and then the rest is going to go towards the down payment. Some people say we're going to do all 15% and slow down the down payment saving process. So you're saying you want to do 10% investing while saving up for the down payment. Yes. How long will it take you to save up that down payment at that rate? So we're not totally sure. Um, My husband works for a mine in a small town where the mine essentially owns the town. And so we get mine subsidized housing. We're only paying about $4.25 a month. Okay. Um, This isn't a location that we're certain that we want to end up in, but we are here for the foreseeable future. So So what's the down payment um, goal? Give me a number. We are hoping to have $300,000 saved up in 10 years. Whoa. This is a 10-year journey? Yeah, we're we're not sure how long we're going to be here in this town, and it's honestly not where we want to end up but it's where we are for now. Why 300000 That sounds like a, a huge down payment. I mean, it's a great goal, but 
yeah, to pause um, and pause your investing for that, ten is years that, is a long time. Well, is that because you're planning on buying somewhere else where it's much more expensive? Um, it's because we're not sure where we want to end up, and we don't necessarily want to buy a house here. Um, and we'd like to try to buy something outright or close to it when the time comes. Right. So that makes sense. That, okay. That, yeah. If that's the case, I'm going to increase investing to 15% while saving oh. a little bit for college. And then whatever else we can throw for the down payment oh. savings, let's do that. Because 10 years of missing out on that 5% investing, that adds up by the time you retire to potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so how old are you guys? Um, I am 28. My husband is 30. Okay. You've got plenty of time. Since this timeline for this house purchase is so far away, I would just go ahead and begin investing 15% and your income will increase over those 10 years. And so you'll get to that down payment fund or even be able to pay for something in cash. And whatever you have in 10 years, when you're ready to buy, that's how much you can put down. And if you need to take on a a small, small mortgage, you'll pay that thing off in no time. Awesome. All right. Thanks for the call, Thanks for the call. You know, she said the mine owned the town. It took me back to one of those Westerns. You know what I mean? It had that vibe. Like there was a tumbleweed. Kind of going across. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty fast. I didn't I mean, know it, that still existed. If you ever need the mining some voice company acting. owns the entire town. Yeah, don't call George. Ken and I. and I are available for all of your westerns. Yeah, we do our own sound effects, by the way, and um, we'll travel. Uh, let's go to Clarksville, Tennessee, not too far here from Ramsey HQ. Matthew is on the line. Matthew, how can we help? Hey, y'all. It's an honor to talk to you. Um, so I've got a job opportunity. Um, it's in a factory. Um, it's operating a welding robots um not too different from what i'm doing right now although right now i'm a manual welder just fabricating rails um i'm looking for a little bit of guidance just i'm really nervous about taking the job or not just need some help there Sure. okay let's talk about what you're nervous about and what this what i'd want to do is frame this in the in the form of fear so nerves worry that's a great way of describing fear. And fear is I'm afraid or I'm worried that something bad is going to happen. That's how I define fear. So what are you afraid of? What What are you worried about that could be bad in your future if you take this job? I'm worried that I won't like it as much as I like my current job. And um, what's that based on? The fact that you're kind of manning a robot versus doing the welding yourself? Yes. Uh, I think that's legitimate. Why do you like welding? Um, it's an art. It's so fun to like watch my my work turn into something bigger than just scrap metal. Absolutely beautiful answer. So, have you been on site for the new job and seen how the robot works and and what the dude is or the lady that's running the robots doing? Have you seen this? Not. Not yet. I plan on doing that later today. Atta boy. There's our answer. I'm just going to tell you, it's that simple. Decisions like this, folks, if you're listening and you're going, okay, this is about a guy taking a welding job. No, it isn't. Let me tell you what this is. This is about trusting your heart as it relates to future opportunities professionally that allow you to make more money but experience more meaning. And if he takes this job, let's just say, Matthew, later today you're going to see this thing. And you got to see yourself doing this. I mean, you're literally watching like a hawk what this person is doing running this robot. And then as why as you're watching that, you're thinking about what it's like, what your heart feels like, uh, how intensely focused you are when you are doing the welding. 
And I'm just going to tell you right now, George, his head is going to process that information, and your heart will decide. Your heart will go, oh, my gosh. Standing there all day long, pushing these three buttons, stepping back and watch this giant piece of machinery that's got no heart, by the way. Robots have no heart. And, and, and uh, in case anybody was wondering. Not sure why I'm I said that so with much. so much authority. <laughs> I'm just so sick of hearing about all this AI and all these robots. Like, we're embracing all this crap. Uh, you know what? Work is about a human making a contribution. So that's 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 a little... Now, Matthew, sorry. part of this excites you, I imagine. Oh. Does this come with a, with more... More money. More pay, of course, and more benefits? Yes. And is this yes. the future more pay, of welding? More benefits. Um, it could be, although uh, welding, they'll always need manual welders as well. Yeah, there's no lid on you. So... Uh, before I got on the rabbit trail, Matthew, you just pay attention. And if you don't think you, you think your soul would slowly seep out of your body doing that, then I'd probably not take it. All right. Um, one quick thing with that. Uh, so that's, uh, robotic welding, obviously. Um, but it's a night shift. And I was thinking if I did that, uh, cause it's two to 10 PM, um, during the night and then asked my current employer if I could work part-time, few days out of the week and still be manual welding if that's a good option if i can do that i like that because now we got more money but you're still engaging in the art form and you still get something to look forward to and i would also say that i'd still i'd still yes i'm fine with that but i'd still want to know that you've got an opportunity to move up beyond robotic welding so is it a ladder is it a step on the ladder yes yes that would allow you to step into work that you really love that's more manual Yes. Yeah. Well, that that feels like that changes my advice. The, the circumstances change, so I'm going to change my advice. If it is a temporary, short term, and I can still keep my heart alive and still do some of the manual welding on the side uh, for other people or for my current employer as a part time, yeah, I would do that. Now it's that now that's a win win. What's the what's the pay difference? Uh, it's two fifty an hour more. Two two dollars yeah. and fifty cents more. Yep, that yeah, adds up. It does, and I like the second scenario. But just to straight leave this job for that job, no, I wouldn't do that. But I like the second scenario. Go do that. Sharp young man. Love that. Love a welder. Robotic welding. What is that? I got to go YouTube some videos after this. Yeah. Never even heard of such a thing. Hey, don't move. More of your questions coming right up. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, whether you're starting on a card table like I did or well on your way to becoming a multi-million dollar company, NetSuite can help your team communicate and plan ahead better like they do for Ramsey. Let me tell you, NetSuite really helped us get our systems together and more than 37,000 other companies also use NetSuite to know their numbers and their business better. So check out NetSuite today and find out how they can help you become the business you want to be five or 30 years from now. And right now you can download NetSuite's free KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance at netsuite.com slash Ramsey.
This is where we talk about your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. It's The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel. We're here for you this hour. The phone number to jump in, 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Gen Z and millennials are leading the big quit in 2023. So there was the great resignation. Now there's the big quit. Yeah, can who's we coming just, up with these? Ken? Well, the, it's it's headline writers. It's people people on social media. I mean, come on. Do I get to come up with one at this point? I feel like it's my turn. You know what? Why not Mine join as the well. party? Every day is now a thing. It's a day. National Chip Day. National Best Friend Day. National Small Dog Day. It never ends. It's just enough. It's too much. I went on my Instagram account today at Ken Coleman, and I just looked at the camera and said, "Look." If I hear quiet quitting one more time, I'm going to go headbutt an 18-wheeler. I just it's all you I hear. can't do it anymore. It's, it was like during COVID. It was unprecedented. Oh, yeah. Remember, you got to pivot. Yeah. All right. Boy, you really do pay attention to everything oh, Dave says. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, those are Dave's lines. You stole those. There's no stealing here. We're all, we're all family. Uh, okay. It's like the Olive Garden, Ken. All right. So now, why are we talking about this headline? Uh, this is a CNBC article that I'm pulling from because this affects you all. Some of you are in this mindset. More than half of U.S. workers, the number is actually 61%, are considering leaving their jobs in 2023. This is from a new LinkedIn study. Now, it was interesting, George, that the uh, higher percentage or the highest percentage of Gen Z um, uh, workers are planning to call it quit. So of all of the generations, Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, and Boomers, it was Gen Z planning to call it quits. Now, the millennials get beat up a lot, uh, your generation, about switching jobs uh, on a regular basis. Many millennials, this data is probably about eight years old, but at that time, millennials were thinking, I'm going to stay about a year on the job and then move on. Um, But this is what's interesting. Gen Zers, according to Karen Kimbrough, the chief economist at LinkedIn, they're more passionate about finding a job that aligns with their personal values. And they're confident that switching jobs will help them get there. So the main reasons that Gen Zers and millennials are considering switching jobs hasn't changed. With higher comp, improved work-life balance, opportunities for career growth, and flexible work arrangements, all ranking as top priorities. So again, nothing new here. You could say the same about millennials. What is different is that there is a sizable shift from the older Gen Xers and the boomers to the millennials and the Gen Zers. And it is, you know what? I want to do something that I connect to. Um, it's very personal. And I like that because that, that that's helping people get in line with what I'm trying to teach is that there is purpose in work beyond a paycheck. And this younger generation does long for a connection uh, in their work. And I think that is a good thing, except that if you make it all about, well, I'm only going to work for a company that is very open about their political views aligning with mine. That can get to a point where you never, it's like trying to find a perfect church. Good luck. That church shopping can be brutal here in Nashville. Yeah, so can, thoughts on that. You are a millennial. Well, there's a, I think there's been a cultural shift. You see, my parents' generation, my grandparents' generation, it was, it was survival. It was get an education so you can get a good, stable job, so you can get a pension, and things have shifted. We are now in a society that wants to thrive. And so they're going, I actually want to enjoy the work I do because I saw my parents go to work for that paycheck and they hated that job. Yeah. 
And so they're going, oh, we don't have to do that? And so I like this mentality of, let me go find that thing. What I don't like is the anti-work group who are saying, I don't think we should have to work at all as a society. This is terrible. I love it when they go, this ain't it. Let me go figure out what yeah. is. Now, the only risk here, and this is why we highlight this. So if you're a Gen Zer, a parent of a Gen Zer, understand these people are just looking up. They're paying attention to the environment. And since the middle, or let's call it third quarter of 2020, when this thing called the Great Resignation happened, if you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. But we've had four plus million people each month for 18 consecutive months. This is latest job numbers out of November of 2022. Folks, that is a staggering amount of people that are quitting their jobs. So for those of you that are as old as me or, or older, you understand what Musical Chairs was, a fun game that George has no idea what it is. So that's what the job market looks like. And these young people are looking up and they're going, hey, I see my friend move over here and they got an 8% bump or a 12% bump or whatever. And so now it's just like, okay, now we're just going until the music stops. The question is, when does the music stop? And with a recession looming this year, how bad it is, I don't know. I tend to be less alarmist. I don't think it's going to be big and bad, but we'll see. And so the point here is, is that our money principles, what we teach here is that, hey, you know what? Sometimes it's okay to stay because moving for a bigger paycheck may come back to bite you if it's an awful environment or you're actually not qualified to do the job or they lied to you. And now all of a sudden, you're in a situation where, uh-oh, I may have to make another move and I'm putting my financial stability at risk. There's no reason for that. And so that's why budgeting the baby steps can get you some more patience. Oh, yeah. Having some a financial foundation, it helps you slow down and make better decisions. Yeah. All right, now let's go into another thing that's very distressing for this young generation. America needs carpenters and plumbers and more people in the trades. And employers are having a hard time. They got the need, but they're having a hard time finding them. Why? Well, the application rate for young people seeking technical jobs like plumbing, building, electrical work, George, has dropped by 49%. In 2022 compared to 2020. That's only two years. That's a massive drop. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You're going, Ken, why in the world are you talking about plumbers and electricians? Because you want to know what makes a healthy economy? A strong housing industry. You can't have a strong housing industry if you don't have carpenters, plumbers, and electricians. If you all are going to sleep on this and you think, oh, it doesn't matter, you're wrong. Now, These positions continue to grow. The need is there, but students applying for them is dropping. Here is a statement from a spokesperson at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. For a long time, our society has not talked favorably about the skilled trades. They're right. We have instead encouraged students to go to college. All of them go to four-year institutions, graduate, and go into white-collar jobs. Now, let me just throw something out here, George. It's going to feel a little negative, but sometimes I just have to tell the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. Remote work and hybrid work is the biggest threat to white-collar jobs that we've ever seen. Do you know why? Thank you for asking. Because it's not long before companies are starting to go, wait a second, you want to make 120 or 150 to sit at home and work or work a couple days a week in the office, and I can hire somebody in India for 60 to do it. I'm going to let that sit for a second. You think I'm this soothsayer of negativity. I'm not. I'm telling you, companies are doing studies on this now. 
and it is going to be a wake-up call, and it might be six months around the corner if we hit a serious recession, companies start going, I'm going to offshore your job. Now, I'm not anti-remote work. Some people, I, I make comments like, oh, you're a, no, no, I'm not. I'm just telling you, it is a risk. Well, is there a higher chance of being laid off yes. if you're a remote worker? Are we yes. seeing that in the data? Out of, yes, absolutely. Out of sight, out of mind. They're going to lay you off, especially if they're trying to pressure you to come back in. Again, I don't want to get off track here, but but I'm just pointing out that the trades, folks, we, we've got this marketing message that's been shoved down our throats that the only way to be successful is to get a college degree, and yet we're seeing the data. The degrees are becoming less and less relevant. At Building Wealth, I told you it's my 2023 trend of the year. And big-time companies are, are, are removing the requirement for degree. And yet, we've got trades jobs where a kid can go to a trade school right out of high school for next to nothing and come out making 50, 60 grand, do that for two or three years, keep moving up financially, George, and then start their own business oh, and yeah. create jobs. It's half of the time at a tenth of the cost, and you're making more on the other end. Yes. In other words, it's capitalism. So you know what the real issue is, you parents out there? For your kid who doesn't want to darken the door of a college because that's not how they're wired, why don't you get over yourself and realize that it's about their success, not your status? Ooh. Get over it. That'll preach. The plumber's the most important person in the world for me when my drain is clogged. It ain't your fancy degree or your white collar and your double-breasted suit. Let's bring those back, Ken. Double-breasted suits? Yeah, I think it's time. I might. Maybe the question of the day will be brought to you by that. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Hey, the rant's over. Your question's coming up next. Don't move. This is The Ramsey Show. Helping you win in your life, win with your money, win in your work, at your workplace, win in your relationships so that you are on purpose being the best that you can be and making a difference in this world. We need you. The phone number is 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel. Again, the number to jump in, 888 825 225. Uh, a lot of you are planning to move sometime soon. George, you just moved. Yeah, recently. You over it's all the trauma? Fun. I'm kind of done with moving for a mm-hmm. while. Once you move, you go, let's not do that again for a while. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in most places around the country, you're going to be facing some sky-high home prices and interest rates aren't exactly returning to record lows. But that doesn't make owning a home impossible. If you want to buy or sell, you've got to make sure you're financially ready and you've got to have a trusted and experienced real estate agent to walk you through it. Not your family friend, and I'm thinking Uncle Larry right now, who just got their license and, well, he's an expert. Well, no, he's not. You need a pro. You can find that high-caliber pro, that Ramsey-trusted agent, through our endorsed local providers program. We vet these folks from all around the country so that you know you're going to have the best support when you're moving wherever you are going. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash agent. That's RamseySolutions.com slash agent to find a Ramsey trusted real estate agent today. And yeah, George, I know you well, I tell you what, I've had one bad agent and then the rest of them were really good. And there's a difference. Huge. And they're also kind of marketing pros. They know exactly how to market this thing so you can get top dollar. That is correct. So there you go. All right, back to the phones we go. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thomas is there. Thomas, how can we help? 
Ken, George, how are you guys? Well, we're having a blast. How are you holding up out there? Good, man, good. So I got an interesting one for you guys. Um, so I about almost a year ago now, I bought a 22 Toyota Tundra, and I paid way too much for it. How much? And so I'm trying to, well, about 83. Oh. It's a, it's a, I know, it, it gets worse because it's limited. It's a limited, so it was about, I didn't know too much at the time. I just liked the truck, and I wanted to get it, and I rolled over negative equity from two previous vehicles. Um, so it was, the sticker on it was 57, and I didn't know that because oh. I didn't. I know, I know, I know. Um, and so the, so I'm, I owe 73 left on it now. And about five of that is in warranty. So it's about 68 is what I owe. And then the best offer I've got is from a local dealership there. They said they'd give me 53 for it. Well, to make it worse, I put a lot of miles on it. I got about 36,000 in capping. So well, hold on I don't a second. Have enough cash. To- hold on. Go ahead. But they'll still give you the 53 for it with the current mileage. Isn't that incredible? I know. That that's which leads which is kind of the lead up to where I'm going. Because Kelly Blue Book was somewhere between like 46 and 48. I told them the whole story. I think they took pity on me. I don't know, but I think they're helping me out. So I don't have enough cash to cover the negative equity. And I can't. I've tried to get a personal loan, and they're saying they don't want to do it. Because we did just buy a house, too. Who, who's they? More interesting. Um, uh, a couple of the personal loan people online, maybe credit cards. I think they think my uh, debt to income might be pretty tapped. I'm guessing. What other um, debt do you have? So we just bought a house in January, and I have about twelve thousand nine hundred in credit cards, and then I have about forty five in student loans. It's a private loan, so I don't think the credit bureaus know about it. So I don't know if that would affect getting a personal loan or not. Um, and then my wife has about. 15 student loans, and I think that about sums it up, and maybe some little medical bills here and there. And what's your household income? So it's probably like 180 last year. It should be more this year. Okay, that is good news. So you need to save up $15,000 to cover the difference, and then we still need a different vehicle for you, correct? You have two cars right, right now? Right, right. No, no, no. We have we have one car, and I drive. Now that we moved up to Minneapolis, I drive about fifty to sixty thousand miles a year for work, which is why I'm trying to get out of this ASAP while I have the deal from that dealership, like that offer. And then I have about seven thousand cash. I should be getting, you know, a pretty good sized paycheck coming up here next. But I still need a car, and so the question is, my dad is willing to co-sign on like one of those zero percent for twenty twenty one month credit cards that pay off the difference and then i would just pay that down as soon as possible so the question is should i do that or should i Uh, you're giving me heartburn right now just thinking about this situation thomas (laughs) goodness we need to get ken some tums yeah oh yeah yeah i've already (laughs) eaten two tums off the mic as soon as you told me the price can he not get a local bank to give him the difference have you tried going to a credit union not one of these online situations I, i called it I called a local credit union. They said that the most that they would do for something like this is probably five thousand. Um, okay, so let's say you could get five so k. You're still down ten k. Yeah. How quickly making one hundred eighty plus? It's fifteen. It's it's fifteen because I get five back, but after I pay it first. Does that make sense? So that there's a five thousand dollar warranty on the truck that gets refunded once I 
either cancel it, but I don't want to cancel it until I pay okay. off. Okay, so let's say you, take, use the, take a month to get you use six from your bank that you have right now, and we'll use the new five that you get refunded towards a vehicle. So if I use the six in the bank... Plus you get five the from five, the... You, you said the credit union will give you five. That gives you 11. Now we're just down four grand. So then we're going to hustle to get these next paychecks. Five. You have another five? Mm. Well, it's 20000 that I have to write a check for, and then they're going to mail me a check for 5000 back in a month. Okay. For the warranty. It takes them a month to get it back to you. If I cancel it right now, then it just kind of makes it tougher, I think, because I still have to write the whole twenty. So the number, the magic number we on. need is 9000 between the, the loan from the credit union and the six you have in the bank, let's keep a thousand in there for emergencies. That puts you at a deficit of nine thousand. How quickly can you stack up nine thousand dollars? Probably pretty quick. I might get it on the next check. I mean, okay. you have to because you got to take this deal. I'm gonna beg that dealer to say, I "Hey, I'm gonna that. get this money to you, but I need a month to get out from under this thing." Can you and have now. him sign something, give it a deadline for it? To where he knows you're okay. good for it. Yeah, because here's my question. But, forgive my forgive, but sometimes the most ignorant question is the right question. So I'm going to volunteer. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. George. Here's what I'm wondering on his behalf. He's going to sell the truck to a different dealer than he bought it from. Is that correct? Correct. The one I bought it from said I'd come out smelling like a rose if they gave me that for it. Right, but my point is, is that if you go to this dealer today and and he buys it from me for fifty three. You owe fifteen. That's still that you owe that to the other dealer, so they're not asking for that or, right away. Or are they? Toyota, Toyota Financial. Yeah, but so I mean, do you have to pay that title? off immediately because you still owe right, it? Right. So oh well, I don't know if they'll give me fifty three if I don't give them the title. Yeah, you're gonna have to have a clean title, and to do that, there okay. can't be a loan there's, attached to there's it. There's where my ignorance comes in. I knew it was in there somewhere. Yeah, but I just Thomas, had to ask. No, no credit card, no zero percent, no co-signing. Like you're. This is the same deal when you rolled in two negative equities. Like we're just making the problem worse. Right. But then if I, but I also have to drive, I need a vehicle also. So I was thinking if I use my cash to buy like a $5,000 car, I have to drive for work. Like I drive to people's houses all day. And there's no and company so I vehicle. Rent, I could rent a car. No. I yeah, you, S car that, you might need to rent a car. You can look into Turo as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're paying 40 bucks a day to rent someone's car. That's what car. I would do. And some of them, you're going to have to look into unlimited mileage with those. Otherwise, you're going to get dinged pretty hard driving over the limits. Uh, uh, so you're going to have to get creative for a little while, man. But, dude, you make 200 grand. We don't have to play these games anymore. And so I'm saving up $9,000 as quickly as I can. I'm working overtime. I'm delivering pizzas, whatever you got to do stuff. in the next 30 oh, I'm days. I'm working 14-hour days, man. Yeah, yeah but what do you got I'm in the either. house? You got any expensive toys? Uh, no. You got no, an exercise got bike? You got literally anything you can sell today. Golf clubs. On Facebook Marketplace. Golf clubs. Are they nice golf clubs? Oh, they're great, man. They're the best. <laughs> and they're gone today. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. You're killing me. No, come on! You're killing it's you. January in Minnesota. Yeah. Right? Where are you golfing, You guys buddy? can't play golf for no, six no. more months in that state. Okay, we're cutting up the cards. Right, we're saying right. no more to negative equity. We're done with this, Thomas. We're doing whatever it takes to get out from under this thing. We believe in you, buddy. You know what to do. Wow. Where there's a will, there's a way, George. Can you in the, the market for some golf clubs? I tell you what, I was going to get them for you. That would have been so I was going to so upgrade kind. your little tinker My mini set. golf set. Yeah, that thing's a joke. Hey, good hour, George Campbell. Thanks to the team keeping us on the air and thanks to you america for listening this is your show this is the ramsey show
Hey, George Camel here. If you love the show and you want a deeper dive on your money journey, we've got a weekly newsletter that gives you helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for the newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.